Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 131 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that geezer over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Piecast. <laughs> I thought you were going to do that. I absolutely <laughs> knew you were going to do that. The Pie Master. Look at all these pies this week. Bacon <laughs> potato. Uh, does it compare well to steak? Let's debate. No. No, there's no debate. It simply does not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leek and potato is a pretty poor choice of pie. You'd want, like, chicken, chicken, leek, and bacon. Yeah, that's that's better, but I still don't think it compares to steak. No, I, I think I, I am partial to a nice white sauce pie, um, but I'm also steak on its own. No, I like something with it, like a bit of blue cheese. Steak oh yeah, and blue cheese. Oof. Oh, yeah, a bit of an such, edge. A, such a hipster. <laughs> first time i've been called that but i'll take it <laughs> we've got i only say that because we've got this like pie place that is a uh it's like one of these hipster foodie places that's yeah. all about pies pie caramba no it's called lord of the pies oh is it yeah. i've got one around the corner of my work called pie caramba yeah it's very good they do great pies they've got this lovely minty lamb one that i'm very partial Oof, to i'm not a big fan of mint sauce Oh, no? Okay, well, horses for courses, that one. Yeah. Good morning, good evening, or good night, wherever you are in radio <laughs> listening land. This is a Dice Masters podcast. Where we discuss all things pies. All things pies. <laughs> and you know what's worse? The listeners don't even know why. Why? <laughs> There's no context. We've just started talking about pies. But yes, Andy's right. We should circle back round to chatting Dice Masters. So here we are once again. I know it's been a long two weeks for you without our luxurious British tones satisfying your ear holes. Hear much of us last episode, did they? No, <laughs> no, and everybody seems so much more excited about the guests than than us. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? Better get another guest in. Yeah, <laughs> quick. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> we got you covered. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got a jam-packed episode once again, uh, ladies and gents, for you as always but before we get into our featured segments uh we'll do the routine and i'll ask you my man what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded we've had we've had one game and it was a very good enjoyable game (laughs) one of my faves i think from the past like few months i think the live viewers they enjoyed it did they Nope. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Too busy trying to give you hints and tips and how to beat me. Yeah, um, although I scrolled back through the chat, there wasn't much in the way of hints and tips as to how to beat me. In fact, there was more stuff calling me up for uh, mis- misplays. Oh, really? Yeah. So I misplayed my Robin Global uh, a couple of times and Comics Mike, shout out to Comics Mike, he called me up on it. And there was another misplay that someone called me out on. But yeah, there wasn't a great deal. There was no, there was no help out there. <laughs> there, was no, there, was, there was none to be had. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think it would help anyway. So my team, I decided to run all things control. You know me, love a bit of control. Uh, <laughs> so I put all, all the nasties on there. Well, I wanted to try it out. It was really as, as a part of, there has been discussions as well as the discussion that the guys at Gen Con had about the uh the the new bard the uh barry allen bard uh and uh, as we know when we had the bard last time you, you 
the idea was you bought, bought all your control pieces to piss off your opponent, uh, and you bought a bard, which made them all uh, win con pieces, and then you could go in for the win. Uh, so I wanted to see if that did have the same effect. So I brought all things control. So there was, this is like the usual suspects, but we had um, <laughs> Wonder Woman, uh, the super rare, uh, legendary, uh, with her, I didn't even realize she had that when fielded ability, to be fair. And I put her out there, and you're like, mate, you need to uh, spin something down. I was like, oh, shit. okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, also had there the, uh, the Lalandra. Uh, we had the, what else did we have? Deken. Deken. He did a job and a half after the last time I had him because I put him on my team when we did the, uh, draft when I pulled him and and he was he was near on useless uh, but he took out half your team it was a beautiful uh, um well it wasn't any skill to it I just bought it and put it in the field um <laughs> but it did a job uh, had Drax had Typhoid Mary uh had the the Barry Allen that I've just mentioned uh, any other pieces of I don't know I feel like there was something else but I can't I can't put my finger on what it might have been well, you get the idea. If you want to see the whole team, you can check that out on the YouTube channel of the Ministry of Dice. Uh, was it YouTube? YouTube.com. YouTube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. And you can check out the video there. However, what it did do is pretty much shut down everything that Chris tried. Uh, and uh, to be fair, I didn't really need to buy the Barry Allen because after I'd got all those pieces out, stopped him from using his wing con, uh, stopped him from using half of the, the cards with three or under, um, stopped him from being able to uh, purchase or field another dice, um, no when fielded abilities, no when attacks abilities, anytime he used a global or action dice, he was losing two life. Um, there wasn't really any need for it, uh, uh, but I did buy the action that did... Uh, Frontline. The front line they gave everything unblocked an extra plus three, and then used the global to uh, make you you lose a life if you wanted to block, and and that was enough to to swing through without the need for for Barry. But it did go on for a significant amount of time. Yeah, it did. It really extended the length of the game, didn't it? I think um, we have to note though that in my stubbornness, I did make an attempt to try and chess around or break through the wall a little bit. Um, and I don't think, uh, I don't think we ended without me doing any damage at all. I think I took a good chunk off you. Yeah. I took a hit from, uh, it was either your Superman or your other big boy. I think it was uh, Shazam. Sev- Shazam. There was about seven attack that, that came through. Oh, that was what your other control piece was mystique. Oh yes. Mystique, the, uh, the black widow agent, uh, new version. Yeah, that's right. Cause that's what took the legs out from under me. Your range, because that's range. what you were trying, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, it uh, to, to begin with, uh, as uh, as the control further layered up, I tried to get some of my cheaper stuff done and out before you bought your more expensive stuff. And then there was a few whiff rolls and what have you, you know, just usual routine. But uh, when I got up to my bigger boys, I had my Wolverine and my Shazam, big attack fellas. Mm. And you, uh, at one point, you had very little else other than those control characters. So I just went in on it. I was just like, I'm storming over with these bear because they'll kill maybe one, two of the things. Um, but you were able to, you managed to keep your sidekick count quite nice and high, didn't you? Which then 
meant you always had a blocker for me. I couldn't pull that trick anymore. Yeah, yeah, which is, is to be fair, I mean, it's something that I am, I am blessed with the ability to roll psychics, but I, I usually miss that and just leave the, you know, the, the vulnerable bits in the field as I'm using it. Cause with, especially with Dark Phoenix Global, uh, where you're, um, using them for fodder to get your discount. Um, yeah. I managed to withhold the urge and keep one back. Yes. Learning, yeah. Always learning. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it was oppressive. Yeah. I was, I was proper. Salty. Trying to trying to chest through it. No, I think salty is a a little bit of a disservice to me. I was definitely. Is it like a, a a salty, but more like a bored salty? Like this has just taken all the fun out of it. Like I, I think, like I wasn't bothered about losing because I was like, yeah, that's definitely better t- better cards than what I've got. That's just is what it is. It was more about like Jesus Christ, it's just painfully boring now. <laughs> Like a bland salt, like a salt and shake crisps where you never get enough salt in a little blue packet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cause I wasn't salty in the sense of like pissed off or anything. Not, not like I get salty when my, when my face is smashed. That's, that's when you get salt from me. I'm like, Oh, that was just, I hate getting my face smashed. That it was more like a, like a, yeah, like a peppery. <laughs> a little bit peppery. <laughs> Cause I was just like, Jesus. And you said, do you want me to add up the damage? And I was just like, no, I really don't care. (laughs) You're going to sign any blockers? No, I'm letting them all through. Please, let's just just finish this. (laughs) Like half 11 at night. (laughs) I just didn't have the brain on me to try and figure it out. I still maintain, though, there are ways and means of... Well, certainly, you can position yourself to better work your way through the control. I, th- I think with that amount, yeah, there it was is laid an answer up. to a lot of stuff, isn't there? Because you've got the uh, and and a lot of it is, uh, and we touch on it a bit later in this episode. A lot of it is, um, plug and play for for, mm. for better description. You, you know, you, you don't need like the typhoid Mary. She's basically shriek. You don't need anything else with her to, to, to make her work. She doesn't work in some teams and not other teams. Um, although I'm sure there's exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, you can whack her out there and you know that she's going to deal with something. Uh, that Drax is similar. Uh, the wonder woman, um, and the, uh, I can never remember her name, the Landra. Um, they're both a bit more situational, but I suppose, there are, you know, uh, well, it's it's common to use globals. I mean, you have you will find people with teams where they've got less globals and rely on them less. But for the most part, you have at least one or two in there that help you, and you're sweeping that legs from under them. Yeah, and similar. The when you, you could come across a team without when fielded and when attacks abilities, but you'd have thought yeah, one of the cards might have some of that on there. And even if you don't, apparently you can just field it and spin down a character and deal two damage. (laughs) (laughs) Happy days. So it's all roses. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think, you know, I know that you say they're quite situational, but weighing up like Wonder Woman, the meta at the moment, weighing up the type of win conditions that you're likely to face, especially at a competitive level. um, You can pretty much guarantee that there's some when fielded or when attacks element to it all. Um, particularly in your, your your top of the hierarchy stuff, you know your master molds, your 
Cables, your Barry Allens, they're all win attacks, aren't they? Um, and I, I still maintain, I've said several times, that this is a really global... It's gone from minimal global use to a very global heavy meta, so Lalandra's always a good bet. Yeah, and Superman, Superman, Kryptonite, Crisis, and Dark Phoenix has definitely swung that way. Um, Pip the Patrol, I remember, been very, very excited with the uh, re-emergence of Oracle. And... Um, prior to those being released when it was just the uh, Avengers Infinity camp uh, set was the latest one it didn't really you didn't have the same impact because mm. of the, the globals but I'm guessing you know, we've not actually tried it now because I pulled out Lalandra but I'm pretty sure he's going to have a a stronger effect on, on games uh, with what we were playing with now yeah I think the thing with Pit the Troll is uh, I've been avoiding it so I don't have Lalandra um so I've been looking at Pit the Troll as a sort of secondary alternative to fill that space of global control, uh, but he's very susceptible to force attacks, you know. So uh, the thing is, is that my team, I felt like I had some pretty good combos that I wanted to test out, and what that control team did is it took all of those combos, like all the main links out of those combos, just took them away. So um, I didn't really get to give the team I had a good play. So the, the points of experimentation. Um, so I think I think what that's taught me, all the, the, the like learning points put out there into the world, into the community, is that um, you have to seriously consider what your removal is and go for removal that's not when fielded, that's not when attacks, and that doesn't rely on a global to activate. So, uh, you know, like you spin down stuff, for example. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think it is competitive if you were playing in a tournament, just because of the time it takes. Uh, I think there's more of a balance that you would need uh, in a team if you were going through that way. But it was, it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, I think it might have been Stu. Um, our friend Stuart said, like, what what is going on? Like, Chris has been playing attack step teams for weeks, and then Andy's rocked up with a. <laughs> With an all-control team. It's like the world's spinning backwards or something. <laughs> well, you know, we live we live and learn new things. It's how champions uh, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, my team was a Shazam team. I was going to give the, uh, the rare Shazam, the one that gives range a try. I thought that looked juicy. We, we spoke about it months and months and months ago when it was first spoiled and said, wow, two range, that's, you know, balmy. So I wanted to give that a try. Uh, I, I went for that one over Brainiac 5, who is, to all intents and purposes, a reprint of the Venerable Dreadnought. He gives one range to all your characters. But knowing that Mystique is out there, I thought, well, well I'll give the two range a go because that's, you know. You get some free when you have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Ramp, I was playing around with some new Ramp stuff. So I had the When Attacks Beast that preps a die when he attacks. I was like, well, Wonder Woman's put paid to that. Well, it was no, Deken took took yeah. him out early doors. And so I didn't get to see whether that Ramp was any good <laughs> that I wanted to experiment with. And then I tried a bit of shenanigans with, I had Mutation on my team. And I tried a bit of shenanigans to uh, swap in characters and I, I did that once or twice didn't i to at least get some stuff in my field what did i why did i do that i was trying to oh i was trying to circumvent drax with that one wasn't i um yes yeah i think you're also you're, you're 
looking to see if you could have mutationed anything out of my field. I think um, there was one thing in particular that was, it was to Ken that was causing the, a lot of problems, uh, but I don't know if the timing was wasn't there or I mean whatever was in my use path. I think when it came around once, what was in my use path was Barry Allen, just and you were trying to avoid it from yeah getting out in the field anyway. Yeah, and I sat and had a good look at a good think about it, and I was like, well. Can I then, if I do bring Barry Allen in, I can range him off, but the range will only be one per character, not two, because Mystique's out. So is there a way to get rid of Mystique? And it was all, there was just one little missing piece. If I could have just shifted Mystique as well, all would have yeah. been well with the world, but um, I couldn't quite chess it through. And my removal was uh, the super rare Robin, Flying Grayson who does damage when he's fielded. So there's like, right, Wonder Woman's eliminated my removal. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Harley Quinn, Gang of Harleys, which gives the sidekicks when fielded deal two damage to the target character. And of course, that's a when fielded as well. So it was like, oh man. And I had no non-when fielded removal on my team. I think that's the thing. If I'd had, if I'd had some non-when fielded removal, I don't, I don't think I would have, fully broken through but it would have put me in a better position to try and chess my way around it well i'm not bringing that team this evening you'll be happy to hear oh okay fair enough oh well i've changed teams actually i should have probably given that shazam another try a proper try shouldn't i but i changed it out um so yeah there you go all right cool anything else uh, it's not really board game related, but we, if I mentioned, I might have mentioned it on, um, Mod Extra that we were lucky enough to be, uh, selected is probably not the right word, uh, but, uh, get the opportunity to play the FIFA 2023, uh, beta. Uh, you uh, may have mentioned it. Yeah. So that's, so that's taken up a lot of time. We've only got to the end of September, and uh, for, uh, for that. So, uh, We've been, uh, between me and my son, we've been spending enough time making the first, most of uh, free access to the, the, the new version. Sure. Because I won't buy it until December because it is too expensive when it first comes out. So <laughs> I never get it until Christmas time when it's about half the price as it was when it was released in September. Um, but other than that, no, no, not, not a lot. I've been watching a lot of TV and movies, but uh, there's, a, there's a place where you can hear more about that which is our Mod Extra vodcast uh, on Twitch. Oh, for sure. Yeah, about the movies and TV. Yeah. I was like, there's a place you can go to hear about? <laughs> you invited me around. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> Norm! <laughs> oh, dear. I what a classic show. see myself more as a Ted Danson-style character. Oh, you do? Really? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> not a woody <laughs> <laughs> not now I'm in my 40s um, <laughs> you're more of a Fraser aren't you I don't think so no am I Am I that pompous I don't know. You, you've got that intellectual mm, not to his standard I don't think but is his standard that high I don't really remember. I watched it a long time ago. You see, yeah. to get himself into all sorts of strange situations in his own show, in his spin-off show, didn't he? 
with uh, what's it? Was it what's that? It was like tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah, <laughs> tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> 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 Tangent. Terrific. <laughs> Definitely um, one of the all-time greats in TV theme tunes. That though. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Oh, have we done that? TV theme tunes. Yeah, I've done movie theme tunes. No, I don't think we have actually. There's one for the list for the mod extra There's cast. Yeah, yeah, get that, get that written down. Got to do sidekicks as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving this trainer forward. What have our listeners got to look forward to in the next forty odd minutes or so? Uh, oh, but well, before that, we should men- we should mention. Uh, don't forget, folks. Worlds is coming up. Yeah, it is. Worlds is on its way. Just as of time of recording, it is just three and a half weeks or so to go. Uh, taking place on September the 15th to the 18th uh, Elvis's house in Memphis. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so if you're free and available and up for some hardcore competitive play, more information has definitely come out since our last episode. We've had the schedule of events has gone out, and there's tons of stuff going on. There's Global Escalation, there's a Pauper, there's Rainbow Drafts, in addition to the US Nationals and the, inverted commas, World Championship that's taking place. No 10 in 10, though. (laughs) No, I think... (laughs) Jimmy mentioned that, didn't he? Uh, Who asked him about that? Did Andy ask him about that? Andy asked him what was going to happen for the 10 in 10, and I think Jimmy was like, we've only got three sets. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I hate ten and ten. I can go burn. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it's we'd like it, wouldn't you? But infuriating flipping format ever. Yeah, the team building can be a little bit annoying for sure. Yeah, you'd think it'd be a tinkerer's dream, but it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's more yeah. annoying than an all control team. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, but the schedule of anyway, the schedule of events are out and the prizing has been listed as well. So I'll make sure there's links in the show notes down below. I've not seen uh, that. Any good prizes? Well, yeah. New prizes, new cards, is there? New cards. No, no. I think that's uh, that's funny noise was all about because yeah, it's a lot of flicking through it. It's a lot of I mean, I'm just scrolling down the page now. Shocking grasp foil I've just seen as I've been flicking through. World, uh, like the US Nationals here. Let's just scroll down there. Uh, slander foil. Star Lord. A Laws on Dance promo. Uh, random okay. super rare from Kryptonite Crisis. Foil Resurrection. Foil Squirrel Girl. Top four gets a Batman factory set, and the winner gets an X-Men first class factory set, which are good prizes in terms of cash value. What? Uh, what do you mean, what? Well, they're all gone. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it, I suppose? I mean, it's all cool. Like, getting a factory set is awesome, but, like, you'd have thought it would have been a Dark Phoenix or a Kryptonite Crisis. Well, yeah, you'd have thought so, but I don't know. Uh, they have got Constantine Hellblazer foil and Green Goblin foil going out in the top four on Worlds. Ooh. Have you booked your flights? <laughs> I most certainly have not. <laughs> uh, but it would have been tempting for sure. Uh, I'd have liked to. And Boo Boom Time Bomb's in the top eight. But yeah, those two cards, the Constantine Hellblazer and the Green Goblin. If any anyone hits top four and wants to have a chat with me, and it isn't like a wild, unreasonable, cash-hungry 
Because <laughs> I came very close to getting one once, and then the price was too high. So, yeah, the pricing's out. I mean, for anyone who's been around the scene for a while, might be a little bit lukewarm about that pricing, because certainly there's not a great deal on the list that I don't have in my collection, you know, for example. However, um, if if you're a newer player, then, yeah, that's it's a pretty juicy list. Although if someone does want a slander foil, just rock up to an MOD PDM. <laughs> Give us a shout. Yeah, yeah get you sorted. Drowning in the things. <laughs> yeah. I've got some exciting news uh, and uh, something I use our um, podcast to uh, to try and get get some personal gain. Um, I've just booked tickets for me and my son to go to New York. We'll be going in October. Uh, so if anyone's got any good ideas on what to do, then let me know. Rockefeller, Empire State, Statue of Liberty, Central Park. Go see a show at Madison Square Gardens. Oh, yeah, I've got tickets for um, a basketball game. Ah, there you go. Yeah, sure. Should be fun. But, yeah, any any tidbits and nuggets of advice, then uh, I might as well <laughs> use this as probably the most American ears I'll ever reach. So, um, uh, although it's big America, isn't it? Big America? It's big, isn't it? Oh, so, yeah. Not, yeah. I think so. Seems pretty big. It's like if someone said, well, can you give us some advice about Birmingham? I think most people in the UK could go, well, <laughs> I've been there a few times. I've been there once or I've gone to the NEC. Yeah. But like. Do the bull ring or whatever. America's a bit bigger in it. But anyway. Just a bit. Give us a shout. Drop us a line. There you go. Yeah. Anyone in the uh, New York region, help Andy out and uh, let him know. Very good. Right now I'll let the listeners know what we've got coming up with this episode, shall I? Now I've yeah. done that little world's pitch bit. So, uh, yeah, two segments for you. Uh, as alluded to earlier, we have a guest with us today. This is the long overdue return of the Ministry of Dice's The Bar. So this is a guest who's come and joined us for a bit of a chat and a run at The Bar. Uh, for those who are new around these parts, it's just a silly little game we play with our guests every time they come on. Uh, but not you, only- you can play along, though, if you want to play along. It's... Uh- Two minutes quick fire questions. Get your thinking caps on. Yeah, you most certainly can. Yeah. Uh, but not only is it long overdue return of the bar, but it's also a long overdue guest, in my humble opinion. And I believe I talk about that when we kick the segment off. So we've got that. Uh, and then for our, our second featured segment, something that came up just in the organic conversation with the guest got Andy thinking. And. We felt like we wanted to expand on that. So the second segment is just going to be a kind of continuation of the interview without interviewee, where we're just going to hone in one particular point that was made during the interview, which we hope you'll find interesting. And with all that said and done, uh, in addition to this lengthy intro, that should bring us to the close. So should we crack on with it, my man? Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Okay, then, dear listeners, welcome back. Have we got a treat for you? I think this is actually a long overdue treat because uh, I'll let you into a little secret. We've we've had this particular individual on our shortlist to get on for a while, but timing has never quite suited us. He doesn't know this. <laughs> but no I've just revealed it to him now. <laughs> Everybody, please give a massive members of the ministry warm welcome to Rob, otherwise known as Dice Station Zebra. From Not YouTube, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Rob. Thanks, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks, my man. Yeah. Excellent. So you say Dice Station Zebra. We do, yeah. We'll accept both forms. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's ex- that, this 
strange colonial bastardization of the fine <laughs> English language is, is okay, I suppose. Absolutely. But yes, I speak the truth, Rob. We, we've been meaning to have you on for quite some time. And then things just keep happening. You know, spoilers keep getting released or other such more yeah. urgent n- noise. Uh, but the other day, me and Andy were chatting and we were like, yeah, no, let's get Rob on. It's long overdue. We've, we've wanted to have you with us for quite some time. Awesome. Um, so, well, I'm happy to be here. So if listeners are not as aware of your fine work as we are, do you want to just uh, let the folks listening at home about you know, who you are, what you're all about, and how we know you? Sure. Well, um, me and Jocelyn run our YouTube channel called Day Station Zebra. You can find us over there at YouTube uh, slash Day Station Zebra. And we play mostly, well, a lot of hero clicks, and we play some Dice Masters as well. So we started the channel back in beginning of the pandemic. And so. uh, at the time, of course, there was only the one brand new Dice Masters set, which was Infinity Gauntlet. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's been a bit of a dry spell since then, as you're well aware. So we kind yeah. of focused in on the hero clicks quite a bit. So we probably should have been, you know, uh, ho- you know, in a perfect world, if there was more dice masters product we would have balanced that out a little better but uh yeah that's what we do over there we play some games we do a lot of sealed events uh we're over at uh twitch as well where we do a lot of uh a lot sealed game live sealed games for dice masters which we're doing right now actually mm. we're doing a superman kryptonite crisis series and uh, those eventually get uh put over on youtube as well so yeah and you're just you're just cracking a draft pack open each, aren't you? And yeah. making your best your best team and going for yep. it there and then live in the moment. Yeah, it's just a bit of fun, you know. Play with some of the, some of the new cards, get to see how they uh, how they play in the sealed uh, format, and yeah. Uh, yeah, just have a bit of fun. Talk to some people on Twitch, and uh, and then we just uh, usually put that up on YouTube for anybody who's missed it. Sure. Well, I'll make sure, Rob, uh, as always, folks, that links to both Rob's Dice Station Zebra YouTube channel and the Dice Station Zebra Twitch is available in the show notes. Um, or if you're on a service that doesn't have great show notes, head on over to BritRoller6.com. I'll make sure it's in the blog post there so that you can find your way across. But we'd highly recommend content, particularly if you're a Dice Masters fan, but certainly if you're a Clicks fan. In fact, the Clicks stuff's been going really well for you of late, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I mean, we started when we started making the videos, uh, we were basically novice players. You know, we're not too concerned with the the higher level competitive stuff. So we just played some games and, you know, basically learning the finer points of of the game. And we've sort of attracted uh, a lot of newer players to the game. So who like, you know, the way we we produce it and just the way we, uh, you know, we go a little slower and we, we go through things, we explain things. And so it's been going quite well. Yep. And you've been doing your little character profiles as well over there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And taking yeah. a look at the figs. Which um, reminds me, we should probably do some for Dice Masters too. We should probably do some Dice Masters cards and talk about those and, you know, effective uses for those cards on a team. Well, uh, watch this space then, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> New Dice Station Zebra content yeah. coming soon. <laughs> something we'll consider for sure. <laughs> you, you're quite, um, I mean, I know this because we've, we've, we've spoken via instant message a few times, but you're quite a big comic book nerd, aren't you, Rob? You're, you're a fan of your, I your do like pages. my comic books. Yeah, I've been reading those, you know, obviously since I was a kid, so it's been many years. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob here, folks, is a, a massive uh, kind of uh, 80s nostalgia head like Andy and I. Yeah, um, absolutely. We share a lot of random interests. <laughs> such as gi joe 
Absolutely, yeah. G.I. Joe, funnily enough, I was uh, reading some Action Force comics for... Oh, nice. That's for, right, Action uh, Force for you guys. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, G.I. Joe <laughs> now, it's uh, we've gone Pan-Atlantic with the naming. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But but as you well know, I've, I've obviously got the other channel, Mod Extra Games and Collectibles, and mm-hmm. I was doing some content, or prepping some content. And uh, I'm, I'm seeking out differences between uh, Action Force and G.I. Joe. How oh, yeah. the the uk because it's a whole different publication actually yeah total random chris tangent here folks but rob knows what i'm talking about um, <laughs> absolutely so action force was published by marvel uk and they had their own artists their own writers it was all published here on our little island independently so there's all these little random differences in the law and character backgrounds and stuff so flint for example is an ex-sas born in lincolnshire guy he's not um a u.s special forces hmm. like he is in gi joe yeah yeah interesting yeah well, so. over here i mean we we had a bit of a different spin when they released the toys here in, in canada they didn't have any of the united states decals on them on the toys uh, oh the, i've seen you, pictures or, yeah i can't remember if they gave them or they and they gave a, an extra seat an extra uh, sheet of the of different decals with uh, canada logos on them sure for the sure. canadian forces yeah so it's interesting yeah. I've definitely seen pictures. See, Action mm-hmm. Force, uh, you might know this or not, Rob. Uh, we'll get back to talking about Dice Masters on our Dice Masters podcast yeah. <laughs> in a minute. We, we've spent a bit of time on Heroclix, now we're going to talk G.I. Joe. But Action Force was originally like an old, uh, a really old kind of boys comic here in the United Kingdom from mm-hmm. the 50s. Right. And it was a whole different range, which became Action Man. Mm-hmm. So that transformed into Action Man, and then G.I. Joe took the Action Force brand. So there's like a Cobra Commander-style villain that's barren iron blood and stuff. So there's some, yeah, there's some really interesting stuff in that space. Uh, keep an eye to, on Mod Extra Games and Collectibles, yeah. folks. For <laughs> I'm going to have to do a dive into that and uh, see if I can find a website that shows those characters. Interesting. I, Thanks. I, know how you, I know how you like the retro nostalgia yeah, yeah, stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, circling back around to <laughs> Dice Masters, I'll tell you what, folks, one thing uh, we should pause and acknowledge here is that Rob is is definitely at the higher end, one of the, the kind of higher seeded players in terms of Dice Masters. He, he wouldn't mention it, so I'm going to mention it on his behalf. <laughs> uh, finalist at uh, Canadian Nationals, and you placed highly respectably at Worlds in 2019, If you, but I've forgotten where, if you want to remind me. Um, the 2019 Worlds, uh, I was in the top four. Top four. That's it. Thank yes. you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely stuff. Um, so uh, the not only have you got a tremendous YouTube channel and Twitch channel, but Rob here is has got lots of excellent insights into kind of playing Dice Masters at the kind of highest level of the game. Uh, one thing, uh, a very high pedigree. In fact, uh, in equal company, I would say, right now. Yeah, equal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, your best days are clearly behind you, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Rob, Worlds is creeping up. Worlds is creeping it up. It is indeed, yes. And we were, just, we were just chatting about it before we hit the record button. So as an ex-Top 4 Worlds and ex-Canadian uh-huh. Nationals finalist, I was curious to know whether you got any thoughts and predictions about what might be going down in a couple of weeks' time. Predictions? No, but I mean, this is a whole new meta, right? We just had our rotation, of course. And there's only three modern age sets. So I think the meta is kind of wide open right now. I think there's several different options that players can go with. And I think I'm, I'm happier with this meta than I was with the previous meta. You know, we're not going to see... Why is that? Elaborate well, on that for me, please, Rob. Well, we're not going to see Godcatcher at this event. So that makes me happy. 
You're not a fan you know, of Godcatcher? No, not really. I mean, there was, you know, there was a few yeah. of the dominant cards. And, uh, you know, everybody seemed to be playing them over and over again. And uh, this time around, I think it's going to be a whole new ballgame, for sure. Yeah, so that's that's interesting, that. Andy and I were talking about this just a couple of weeks back, uh, because uh, are we not at risk of that happening again? You know, are we not at risk of seeing a meta that's just, we're just going to see 32 different versions of Master Mold teams, Thor teams, and Barry yeah, Allen? True enough. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. I mean, you know, there are going to be some some cards that are going to rise to the top. Um, you know, I just don't think it's going to be as limited, maybe, as the previous meta was. Sure. Uh, are you going to Worlds, Rob? I am, actually. You are? Yeah, okay. Are planning yeah, I, on going. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I just thought I'd better ask that before I start um, <laughs> digging around in, because uh, you might be holding your cards close to your chest, as it were. Um, I, I am, for sure. I do have a draft of a team built, but uh, I'm still working on it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Curious. Curious. So, yeah, because what I was about to say was, uh, and the reason why I put, I stopped myself and thought I better ask that first is because, Joe, you know what's pecking my head at the moment is ramping. Right. I've got a real, I've got a real problem with ramp. Can't get my head around it. Andy here just seems to be able to buy seven cost cards, right, uh, like a beast. But I can't seem to get my head around it. I don't like that all the ramp is communal. It's all right. globals and basic actions. Um, I do. Yeah, I have been playing around with a card in the sealed games that I quite enjoy when it comes ooh. to ramp, and that is the Shazam card from Superman Kryptonite Crisis. Have you had a chance to play around with that one? The uh, well, the the only one so far I've had a chance to play with is the the rare the range one, which you were there live with us on stream when you saw how that one right. went down. But no, I haven't. Right, hang on, team well, the time. Yeah, if you take a look at the, I think it's the common power of hope when fielded roll the dice you spent to field shazam prep any of those oh, dice showing energy faces so you roll them if you have energy faces just put them right to your prep area it is fantastic and if you're fielding with sidekicks obviously you're getting you know a five and six chance of putting those dice right back into your prep area yeah so that's some nice five. ramp right there you just got to pick five yourself up a, a shazam and away you go yeah especially with those fielding costs because then you know you mm-hmm. there's a very good chance you yeah. All right. Interesting. Interesting yeah. tidbit there. Interesting tidbit. Thank you, yeah, my man. I like that yeah. one. I also like uh, investigative journalism. I know it's communal. Your opponent could buy it as well, but uh, you know, I think it's a five cost. You can get there. It's not that not that hard, but uh, I like that one because once you start uh, using that, you're you can basically manipulate it any way you want. That that multi-purpose kind of ramp or churn elements of it is nice. Mm-hmm. I played around a bit with Daily Planet. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I've always geared my ramp towards, like, it's mine. This is, it's for me. Yeah. You can't have it. You know, like, uh, Atlantis is a great example of that. I use that loads, the, you know, the one where you push your dice into prep. Mm-hmm. Um, because I buy it. It's my action. I use it. It's for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Definitely. Um, I've never been a big fan of stuff being too communal. Um, but they listen to him. Is you chuckling over there, Andy? No, no, not at all. I thought I heard you do a little chuckle. <laughs> you get all shirty if someone uses your globals. Well, <laughs> see, wow. th- there's layers to this. There's layers to this because, uh, of course, I understand naturally that if you're going to bring communal elements, they're going to get communally used. Uh-huh. My problem, Rob, is that Andy doesn't doesn't bring any globals and then he just uses all of mine. Yeah, oh, that true. happens too. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, <laughs> Mr. Defensive over there. You love using my globals. <laughs> it's an element of the game to using your opponent's globals as well as your own. 
This is what you can't see right now is I'm just doing the blah 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 hand action. This has been an ongoing thing though. I don't, I'm I, I like globals for what they are, but it's about my play yeah. style and my uh my I suppose my skill as a player mm-hmm. in that this old adage of use the globals better than your opponent. Mm-hmm. I just can't get my head around. It's always a consideration, isn't it, when you're building teams and uh you got to think like I'm bringing these globals. How can they be used against me? It's definitely a, a consideration you want to take when building teams. Yeah, there's. I, I still maintain. I think that my big prediction this year for Worlds is that global control is mm-hmm. should, is a route to success. I think it's a, a I think an so. element of yeah putting yourself in a good in a good place. Uh, I've been on the receiving end of a super rare Lilandra a few times now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, mate. Yeah, <laughs> ask me about it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you sometime. <laughs> and she, she, yeah, she's painful. The old takes me back to those. Oh, I'm just shivering thinking back to the old Polyginzo days. I do like the uncommon Raven as well for global control from the new set. Uh, when Raven is active, when an opponent uses a global ability, if it isn't the first global ability they've used this turn, Raven deals them one damage. I was just yeah, off the sidekick. Sure, bit like a bit yeah. like the old wasp. That isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of global control to consider as well. Yeah, there's uh, Gene Gray's uh, Gene Gray Pip the troll. Although Pip, Pip's very successful. I tell you what else is doing me, Edin. If you're prepping up for worlds, you don't have to tell me how you might do it because you might want to keep that, you know, mm-hmm. on the DL for your own team. But force attack removal, I think, is going to be big and is going to be a problem for a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, and it's annoying AF because <laughs> nah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> nah, he says. Well, you have to see it from the perspective of a kind of wombo combo control player like me. I think Rob, you're quite aggroy sometimes, aren't you? Well, you played Iceman, didn't you? I did play Iceman. I do enjoy the control, absolutely. Yeah, I do, I do tend to put a lot of control on the team, but uh, you know, depending on what I'm playing, yeah, I can I can go with an aggro team for sure. You can switch it on. Yeah, I'm not so good. I've been trying. I've been working on it, but I can't. Can't seem to. I, I just. I just don't think I've got killer instinct. That's that's what the problem is. I've just got no killer instinct when it comes to playing competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, do you think is there space for folks like us who like our control right now in the meta? Do you think? Um, I'm not really sure how to approach that one. Um, there is quite a bit of control. Mm. I'd say yes. I can't. Th- I'm trying to think of examples, but <laughs> it's also expensive, though. Yeah, comparable to say, you know, you've got a four-cost Superman who's attacking with a sidekick and has turned it into a six-attack sidekick mm-hmm. before you've even thought about buying your Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Is it, there's a lot of like plug it in and play control, like your Super Alandra, your. Uh, Drax and your your typhoid Mary, it's it's you know it it doesn't you can go on any team and do a yes. job. Yeah, there's 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 less so much. And I can't think of an example off the top, mate. There's less so much kind of control within a combination within a, within a specific team, or you know this would work well in this team, but not so much in that team. Um, mm. Whereas the control pieces are very like, oh, you know, I've got a spot left. I need a bit of control. You know, I've got a few options here. Yeah. A Lilandra or a Wonder Woman is not going to do any harm, is it, in that space? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. 
One of the pieces of control that I was looking at just today, um, I'm just trying to find it so I can quote it properly, um, is on Mr. Mind. And there's a two cost. I think it's the rare. When it reads, when Mr. Mind attacks, you may use a copy yes. of a target opposing character dies one attacks ability, which I think is fantastic because if, if your opponent has, let's say, rare Spider-Man for a two cost, you can basically use that ability. Yeah. So I find that interesting. Yeah, it it might be a bit too late in the day, though, if you're looking to use that for, uh, I don't know, like a cable or a Barry Allen swing. Um, yeah. True I don't enough. know if I'm operating on the assumption that the point at which cable or Barry Allen hits the table, my opponent has got their ducks in a row to go for the big push. Mm-hmm. So it might be a bit late in the day, but I like the idea of robbing their Spider-Man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Two cost as well. Yeah, easy to get. We- weird fielding costs on that one, though, isn't there? Um, yeah, it is. That's a bit of a problem with Mr. Mind, isn't it? I think he's got the same stats right across, and uh, but his fielding is kind of wonky. Yeah, it's like one, one zero, and two, zero. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah. That's some weird fielding costs. That's something else. That's uh, that's something else in the meta right now for well, while we're in current meta kind of stuff fielding costs what's going on there man jesus there's some yeah. there's some energy to to be spent in that space yeah some of these some usual. of these jimmy olsen yeah <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> true true that yeah yeah true that i was thinking sort of mulling something we're talking to some other people um about world predictions for our next episode and i was thinking earlier today about globals and I remember a time where I know I didn't bring PHG. I never took PHG. Didn't need to. Not once. Very rarely put it on my own team because the vast majority of my opponents had it. And if they didn't, well, my team was configured that I could work without it. And I was thinking to myself today, this meta, like, do I need to take globals? If uh, at worlds, thinking worlds specifically, do you need to take globals because you're free fielding globals, your Dark Phoenix? discount stroke self KOing is kind of going to be out there already. So does that then you free you up options and slots? I have considered that before about with my team builds of trying not to put any globals on and just, you know, <laughs> taking them off my opponents. I have considered building just for that. Yeah, you've considered, but that implies you, yeah. ha- you didn't do. What stopped you from doing that? Well, I mean, I think you always, you're probably always going to need maybe one or two globals. So I think the idea is to minimize the amount of globals you bring and just hope if there's anything that your opponent brings that you can use it as well. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if you yeah. you know if you're pl- if playing a rare Batman team, you've got to put Dark Phoenix on because you just absolutely you can't take the chance that it's not there for you when you need it. For example, yeah, for yeah. sure. But I've definitely that is a that is a fun card though with a rare Batman. I do like that. Uh, yeah, I was trying to make it work. Um, yeah, it's tricky. A little while ago, yeah. There's something uh, I'm. There's like a piece of the puzzle that I haven't kind of tinkered into place yet, but I'm playing around with it. Uh, I put it to one side though because I don't like playing the same team too many weeks in a row when we live stream, you know. Yeah. So I've, I put it to one side for a bit just to tinker around, and I'm working on my attack step. I'm doing attack step stuff at the minute, trying to get better there. Although f- not particularly doing all that well, I don't think. <laughs> you should try the new Wally West. I was thinking about you when I was reading that card. The other day, um, Wally West. There's two attack steps. He gets an additional attack step. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Let me yeah, see. Here. Uh, is it the super rare? It's when Wally West is active. Yes. You get a second attack step during your turn. Only Wally West character dice can attack during your second attack step. Yeah, but he's so got the started, he's got the fast yeah. built though, hasn't he? Um, on that one, no super. Oh, he no. hasn't. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about that one, thinking, how do I get that to go off in a you know particularly <laughs> deadly way? Yeah, so. yeah. That's that's what I was playing around with with that Captain Marvel. Um, so just uh, anyone listening is not familiar with what I'm talking about. There was a rare Captain Marvel from Civil War. Was it Civil War? I think so. Age of Ultron. Hang on. Team Builder. Civil War. I'll bring it up so that I'm not misadvising. But I think, Rob, you've probably heard me talking about that one before then, which is why <laughs> which is why you brought that one up. I'm trying to recall the specific one. Yeah, I got it. I found it. It... it is Civil War, yeah. So uh, Captain Marvel, Kree-powered, seven-cost bolt. While Captain Marvel is active, you may have a second attack step immediately oh, yes. following the first. You must attack with at least one character die in each attack step, and Captain Marvel must remain active at the end of your first attack step. So that's the one I was playing around with. Uh, mm-hmm. that I think Rob, Rob probably remembers me uh, yeah. having a good tinker with. And it was I fast. It yeah, it was fast I was playing yeah. around with, the idea being that I attack with all my fast characters. Interesting. With a with a higher po- probability of them surviving, uh, and then I tried it out with infiltrate to try and do two infiltrate swings. That was the thing I tried out as well. Yeah. Um, so That's interesting. So Wally yeah. West, they've modified it a bit. It's uh, only Wally West dice, or yeah, Wally West dice can attack. Sure, but he's sure. cheaper. I think he's a little cheaper, so that's why. Yeah, and with and with a, a Shazam or um, a Brainiac Five out in the field, giving them range or something. Hmm. There might be some life in that. I'll go and take a look. I don't know if I've got the super rare. I don't know if I managed to pull that one, which might be why it's not caught me eye yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, that's see, that's where it's at. That's where it's at with Dice Masters. Just random wombo combo cards like that. I love it. Yeah. But there's there's no room for them in Worlds. Can you imagine rocking up to Worlds with a, <laughs> a double attack Wally West? Although we've seen well, that happen yeah. in the past, of course. We've seen random things just fly yeah. out the woodwork. Like it's the fish slap. Something, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite often something that uh, no one's kind of clocked that uh, rises to the top. Yeah, Vicious Struggle, I think, was a bit of a ra- uh, random left fielder as well, wasn't it? Ooh, I don't know how that team's boring. Well, I agree. So, Rob, tell me, what, what's your favourite card of all time? Oh, of all time? Yeah. Put you on the spot. That is really putting me on the spot. Um, I cannot think of it right now. I really enjoyed Iceman right on schedule. Sure. Um, oh, you know what? I will give you my favorite only because it's probably um, uh, sentimental attachment is uh, Mr. Miracle from the Batman set. Sure. Trying Boomerang, to recall what, is it? Yeah, the one with Boomerang, the super yeah. rare. Yeah. That that's one of my favorite cards, only because uh, when Jocelyn and I first attended our first, I guess you could say, official, you know, Wiz Kids competitive event, um, that was the card I used around my uh, ramp mechanic. So I used that card, and I used uh, create food and water from the Tomb of Annihilation set. And sure. how how I set up my team was I would buy Mister Miracle first if I could, and then I would purchase uh, create food and water. And that was a well, you know, on a on a good roll, that would allow me to uh, ramp a bunch of dice into my prep area with create food and water. That's quite and a ramp bo- engine. And then and then boomerang that uh, that die back into uh, the prep area. 
I quite enjoyed that. It was fun. So, yeah, Mr. Miracle, is, uh, for anyone, again, unfamiliar, it's uh, Show Must Go On, three-cost mask, super yep. rare from uh, the Batman set, as Rob said before. Yeah, I've got fond memories of that one. With, yeah. But using it with my Boom Boom from X-Men First Class, the one that did the two ping when you used the basic action. Mm-hmm. I used to drop Mr. Miracle out and then use the boomerang yeah. ability to make sure that they kept coming back for more damage every turn. Yeah, I love that card. I mean, when I went to that, that event I played in, it was the 2018 Canadian Nationals. And, you know, I was up against some stiff competition because pretty much everybody there was playing Super Rare Yanti. And I just knew I was going <laughs> to get destroyed, right? So Ugh. I said, well, I need to get a lot of dice and I need to get them fast. So that was sure. my ramp engine. So I got that set up first and then I just started buying things. So, and I did okay in that, you know, against considering going up against Super Rare Yanti, I was quite happy with how that team performed. Yeah, Super Rare Yanti was yeah. gross. Super Rare Yanti was what took me out of UK Nats that same year. Yeah, it wasn't a good meta at that time, I don't think. No, no. Because of that one particular card, but, you know, that was then. Yeah. Oh, they, that was the Collector Nobby days. Oh, oh. Oh, those halcyon days. <laughs> Loved it. Well, there you go, folks. There's, there's uh, some interesting insights from Rob as a, a, world's, a future world's attendee on his way. Um, but, well, uh, and it, and it's been a lovely chat, Rob. It's been, it's been nice to have you chatting. But yeah, there's, some seri- you guys. Mm-hmm. there's some serious business we need to get down to now. Okay. Because as you well know, when, when we have guests on, they don't just come on for a bit of a conversation. Our guests come on to run the Ministry of Dices, the bar. Dum, dum, dum. Yes, that's right. I'm going to hand over to Andy uh, to introduce Alrighty. that. And uh, yeah, Rob's going to have a run at the Ministry of Dices, the bar. So best of luck, Rob. I'm going to get my pen and Thank paper you. ready and my timer ready to do my little part as the lovely assistant. Off you go, Andy. Isn't it? Oh, it's been a while. It has been a while. It has been. I don't know if I, remember. I can remember yeah. the little spiel. Do we have a theme <laughs> tune? It's been a while since uh, I heard a bar. Yeah, it has, yeah. Well, we reached a point where we started to run out of f- fresh blood to bring on t- yeah. <laughs> to, to, yeah. to, to run at it. Now every man and his dog's making content, so we should be all right, you know what I mean? <laughs> when, you were, when you asked me about coming on to do the bar, I thought, well, and you said, what kind of, what topic do you want? I had to think about that. I had to say, <laughs> what? I don't even remember when the last bar was and what the topics were, and I, you know, I was trying to think of something we could talk about. Right, well, let's have a go. So, the bar, it is two minutes of quick-fire questions. Uh, I will run through the questions. You, If you answer them correct, we'll move straight on to the next question. If you answer it okay. incorrectly, I will give you the correct answer. And if you want to pace it uh, and uh, play a bit tactical, keep some seconds or, or make most of the seconds, then you can pass. And again, I will go straight on to the next question. Uh, I think the record is 13, although I couldn't tell you who who got that now. Um, <laughs> We've long lost track. Yeah, no idea. Uh, and your specialist subject that we have confirmed prior to today is Superman Kryptonite <laughs> Crisis. Only because it's freshest in my mind. <laughs> We've got to Let's play give whatever it a go. edge. Yeah, play the edge, man. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got the two-minute timer ready. I've got my pen and paper to keep the score. Rob, I'm going to give you a shout at one minute, 30 seconds, and 10 seconds so that you know how much time you've got left, and I'll just bellow it out. <laughs> All right. No, uh, 
Yeah, well, absolutely. So, Andy, are you ready? I'm ready. Rob, are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, starting in three, two, one, go. What is the title of the only two-cost basics action card in the set? Banishment. Correct. What three things do you have to do in order to prep a die with Barry Allen, Barry Allen Global? You need to have purchased a die and fielded a die this turn. Cool. One more thing. Pass. Bat signal, urban legend. Up to three of your character dice gain what? Plus one attack, plus one defense. Ooh, it's range one. Okay. What is the subtitle of the super rare Batman card? Legendary. Oh, no, it's Batman Inc. No, that's Wonder Woman. Batman Inc. What energy type is Big Barda? Fist. Correct. What is the color of Brainiac 5's dice? Purple. Correct. The uncommon Connor Kent counts as what One minute. for effects on your other cards? Superman team or Superman affiliation. Oh, I'll give it to you. It's Superman. Uh, Superman. What affiliation is Dr. Fate? Justice League. Oh, he's Mystics. Uh, Doomsday has a global on all rarities of his card. What energy type do you have to spend to trigger, trigger his global? Bolt. Correct. Green Kryptonite, Shards of Krypton. Deal four damage to target character die with what? 30 seconds. A cost greater than five. Oh, close. Cost greater than four. Uh, how many dice can you take with the common Harley Quinn? Five. Oh, it's three. What three. color is Hawkman's dice? Ten Green. seconds. What was that? Green. Green. Correct. What energy type is Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen? Mask. Three, two. No, it's fist. one. Sorry, fist. What, hap- what happens when Lex Luthor <laughs> Benefactor attacks? <laughs> We've got the last one. So what happens oh. when Lex Luthor Benefactor attacks? Uh, range two. Oh, no, it's your opponent gains one life. Oh, dang it. I can understand why you wouldn't have really looked at that card that much. <laughs> yeah. It's not one I'm going to use, is it? Yeah, not 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 really one that I can see. Uh, I mean, it might be good in the old K- common Kabish team, but we don't talk about that. So, Rob. Wow, that was tough. <laughs> yeah. It was tough. It's a mixed bag. It's, there's some very close answers, I think, that if... if yeah. Uh, you go on the other way, it might have added another couple to it, but I do not think it was that bad. Hmm. Not bad at all. No, uh, you did You did pass on one of them. Um, I think, can I hazard a guess, Andy, as to what it was that was missing? Uh, you can hazard a guess. Uh, you need to pay the energy. You need to pay the fist. You pay a fist, pay a fist, oh, field a character, and buy a character. You <laughs> 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 you had it so down, and it's like, yeah, but you still got to pay for the global, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so let's have a look here now. Are you ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, could have been better, but. Well, respectable, yeah. yeah. I gave it a shot. Respectable. Yeah. Respectable. It's very yeah. respectable. And as Andy said, I don't think anybody listening can question your card knowledge about Kryptonite Crisis because yeah. it's uh, we're very precise and we only take your first answer. So you knew, Jimmy. You knew that one. But yeah, it was a fist. I don't know why I said mask, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, and we're just hard asses about that stuff. So 
<laughs> so, there you go. Not that there's any stakes <laughs> whatsoever. <That's right. laughs> well, there you go. We did. We were saying to Rob just before we hit the record button that everybody says, you know, in the moment it feels like the pressure. It, 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 it feels so real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but put it this way, dude. We could have made you do global reverse escalation. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, at least that would have been a well. You know, that would have been a good laugh for sure. <laughs> I do enjoy the global escalation. That's good. It 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 is one, uh, oddly one of our more popular. Yeah. We tend to judge it by how many comments or you know things we catch on the discords on Facebook or people message me all the time. And global escalation is one that always elicits. A handful of people coming out the woodwork, like, oh, I pissed myself laughing while I was driving to work and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like, it's not even really <laughs> Dice Masters content. <laughs> it's not even, really, it doesn't help anybody build a team. It doesn't help anybody learn about the cards. <laughs> oh, that's all right, though, as long as it's fun, right? Well, I do, yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, the yeah. golden rule of this podcast in Malarkey is you've got to be entertaining first don't you? and then, then the right. rest will follow yeah the fun and the tangents <laughs> are what it's all about sometimes uh, precisely yeah precisely yeah. so rob well done thank you very much for coming along and having a run at the bar and a bit of a chat with us yeah. uh, I, I always throw uh, the, the offer open to our guests is there anything else you'd like to talk about or share with our listeners before we wrap this up well i have a question for you from the oh. legions of international listeners oh right rob, okay sometimes when you guys are reviewing cards Mm-hmm. And you get a card that's, let's say, perhaps not, you know, the best meta card. And perhaps you're not really too happy about it. Like Lex Luthor, where he attacks and gives your opponent a life. Yeah, Sometimes you guys... Yeah, there you go. So what we would like to know is, is there a difference? And what is the difference between pants and bobbins? <laughs> <laughs> I did, oh, that's brilliant. I, <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that i they, my, my yeah. instinctual reaction was to say it's bobbins um uh, andy do you uh, do you want to field this one or shall i <laughs> there is no difference no difference yeah. well I don't, yeah kind of isn't kind of isn't well, bobbins equalization of two different words which in the the form of what we're discussing it means the same thing yeah they both mean just bit rubbish so um, there's no scale there's when one's not more intense than say the other well, there's, there's, there's two pants to a bobbin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was figuring that pants was the softer version and bobbins was a little more harsh, but that was just a guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's bobbins. Would we say bobbins? I mean, bobbins is a particularly... So to get a little bit technical about sort of regional colloquialisms, I'd say bobbins is a more northern UK thing than it is southern. I don't think you guys say it down your end, Andy, as much as... I didn't know what Round my way. until I started talking to you, mate. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but if you were to if you were to catch someone in Manchester or Liverpool or over in Yorkshire, and you said, "What does bobbins mean?" They'd say, "You know, bag of crap." <laughs> Basically, nice. it's a bit rubbish. <laughs> like, <laughs> was, was that supposed to be your scout accent? <laughs> I don't. What is oh. bobbins? I've just googled it because now I'm kind of somewhat. It, it's got to be doing sewing or something. Isn't it? It's a bobbin that you put thread it, on. Yeah, it just says Lancashire stroke Manchester slang means crap, rubbish, something worthless or nonsensical. Okay, there you go. Uh, well, oh, thanks here we for go. answering that question, D- guys. Derived from the Lancashire cotton mills, where used bobbins and spools were discarded as useless. 
Ooh, well, there you go. There's the origin. Educational and informative. Yeah, that was just a quick Google. Quick Google on that one. I didn't know that. Although I kind of sort of knew in the back of my head it was something to do with the cotton industry because there's specifically where I live, it's it's the heart of the heart of international cotton, in fact. It's a bit highbrow, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's a there's a hat a hat factory just up the road from me, and Adidas were here for years, and they used to ship it in from overseas the cotton, put it on the ship canal at Liverpool with horse towed canal boats, bring it over to Manchester, uh, and then here in Stockport, up in Salford, and then over in kind of Ancoats in the north of the city, just mills for days, just mills for days, uh, all all water powered as well by giant wheels. So you often find them, loads of them just randomly out in the countryside near running water. Anyway. You don't know where to go with that, do you, Jets? <laughs> <laughs> and and to, to balance this part of the I'm section, enthralled. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> in, in our next segment, we're going to be talking about boobies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you can always be relied upon. <laughs> bring, us, bring us back down. Like, we level out. <laughs> that's, it. that's it we just we karmically balance one another <laughs> oh dear so yeah i hope that's answered your question rob is there any other um, that's great british colloquial slang terms that you would like us to clear up for you while you <laughs> that was the most us? pressing one yeah that was the most yeah. pressing one perhaps if i have any more i'll send them along in an email yeah, just fire him our way. That's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think bobbins and pants are uh, uh, equal, equal measurements. Awesome. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> well, there we are, then, folks. I'm sure you will agree with me and share my sentiment. It's been an absolute treasure to have Rob on with us today. Thank you for joining us, Rob. Well, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Oh, you're quite welcome. It's It's been our pleasure, my friend. Please do make sure you head on over to Dice Station Zebra on YouTube, on Twitch, either or both. It, yeah, in fact, let's say both. Um, and hang out with Rob and Jocelyn while they play their Dice Masters games. And of course, if you're a Clicks fan, can, we can't recommend them enough. I'll make sure there's links in the description below. But for now, we're going to wrap it up there and move on to our next segment. Right, okay then, folks. Well, what an absolute pleasure it was to have Rob with us hanging out uh, just last night for us. We hung out with Rob last night, yeah. Uh, absolute pleasure. However, uh, there was one element of the conversation that was taking place between me and Rob in the interview section that pricked your ears up or certainly made you think about things. Do you want to read the listeners in on what the bit was that caught your ear? Yeah, it was a conversation in regards to ramp. And ramp in the modern setting is ramp very mm. much uh, global heavy, communal. Is there those nuggets of um, personal ramp? Is that what you're describing it? Or, you know, where you, mm. can, you can benefit from it, but your opponent can't. And obviously we're massively restricted. Now, in my opinion, I think ramp is something that, that there's never an abundance of, or there certainly hasn't been for quite a long time. Uh, you've had... And we can touch on bits later, but you've had things like Chewinga Swarm. You've had yep. the, um, oh, what's his face? Mimic. That's the one. You knew what I was thinking about. And Mimic was <laughs> definitely, uh, did a job. Uh, but I've, I've never felt that there's been a massive selection of certainly a very good ramp options. You've had the, the prepper die and good bag management and field and sidekicks, which obviously is all part of the, the game itself. But what does this new, new, new 
modern give us in regards to ramp and that's what yeah. we have a little chat about yeah absolutely so uh just to expand upon what i was saying to rob really i've i don't know why and i, I could be very wrong and, and i'm quite open uh to the fact that my instinct around this could be incorrect but i feel like more than ever with the the current batch of three sets that are modern legal the large majority of solid ramp because there are some personal ones that I'll kind of mention in a minute, but the large majority of it is communal ramp. But there's kind of a further layer to this because, uh, and I think I sort of briefly mentioned it when we were chatting to Rob, this idea that your globals, your basic actions, you need to be in a position, you have to place yourself in a position where you can benefit from them more and use them better than your opponent. I think right now they are so generically useful. And the type of cards that both you and your opponent are going to be reaching for, for the win, everybody, you know, the that edge where you are using your globals better than your opponent or benefiting more from them is diminished, comparable to, say, um, you know, so I liken it to Clayface, Cree, Captain, Ramp, yeah. for example. If you build your team and you construct it specifically to use Clayface, Cree, Captain to buy a five cost on your third turn or second turn, whatever it was we used to do it on, get like a collector. Then you've sort of configured the energy type across your team uh, to make sure you've got cheap fist character available. Um, you're making sure you've got your mask count in the right space. The purchase cost of the character you're reaching for will likely be a five, so it's well-structured around the way that that ramp works. And if your opponent's team isn't designed to make best use of that. If they try and use it on the fly, then it's not going to help them out as much as it's helping you out. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's What we've got now is a lot of uh, kind of one hits that give you an immediate buff. Like the, like I, I think we spoke about the uh, Jimmy Olsen uh, mm. label. That, uh, or, uh, you, uh, and it's on Robin as well. And Robin, uh, I mean that's that's mental. I can't believe that that was on Robout Gulliman, and obviously I must have read it. Uh, and I can only imagine it's because fielding costs are so much more of an issue in the newer set, so it's, it's made it so kind of stand out. Mm. Maybe we just we just skipped it, but yeah, exactly. That that is one. If someone's got it, immediately, like it, it benefits both sides. It's not kind of a, a one you need to like chess around or think about or how are we going to use it or how are we going to play this so that my, you know, I don't end up doing a, a villainous pact and a, a, what's the one that it bugs it up? Um, uh, Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix Vidas Pact. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I get what you mean. Yeah. Making sure yeah. you've got your Dark Phoenix in the. Um... So what you want to do? Yeah. So, so you want to buy it. Say you want to buy a, a character and then. Uh, your bag's empty. You want a villainous, not villainous, yeah, villainous packed it through to your your prep area. But villainous pack means that you can't have anything else in your prep area. Uh, and if you do a dark phoenix to purchase that die, you immediately put the dice that you're KOing in the prep area, making it a ball ache, especially if you've already mathed it out in your head. Uh, <laughs> and set um, so, you know, unlikely to take one and the other uh, because it, it does your head in. But th- that, that, Robin Jimmy Olsen one. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's reaching for meaningful characters that have fielding costs of 
well, two or even higher. Three, you know, three. There's quite a lot of like your Shazams, uh, Batman. They're three fielding cost on the top level. What's um, what's uh, Master Mold? I can't remember what Master Mold is off the top of my head, fielding cost wise. No, I assume it's probably big though. I'm just looking it up. I'm gonna go for a two. Uh, one, two, three. One, two, three. There we go. Yeah, uh, I think Thor is up to two jubilees up to two so yeah it's it's so generically useful and then i was thinking about you know i've been playing around with mr sinister global uh recently the two cost one uh that yeah. fields a sidekick and preps a sidekick but it's too generic it's, it's too generic energy so anybody can you know make use of that it's broadly useful at some point in the game for anybody so yeah, uh, whereas I've in the past always gravitated towards, you know, we haven't had a two-cost swarmer in, oh, how long? I can't remember. No, I can't remember. Chewing was a one, no, Chewing was a two, the one cost. There, there, was, was, there was a one-cost version, yeah. But you um, had to attack, didn't you? And it was yeah. In the I generally used the two-cost, which was the one that gave you a prep if it was KO'd, so it was sort of yeah. useful, useful either way kind of thing. Yeah, so... I mean, there are things, there are cards knocking around that independently allow you to draw and roll dice or prep dice. But they're unlike, say, Mimic Ramp, where that one card gave you the capacity to... It uh, was Mimic Draw and Roll or Prep. It was Prep, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was Prep. But in order to really get it kind of singing, you needed uh, the, the Billy Club. To spin them down to energy. Yeah, but again, that's about how you... So you've configured that to better suit you. Like, if you bring a billy club and a um, what would have been Professor X at the time, um, or a, I think Collector in the Infinity Gauntlet set with the Psychic Maker, the yeah. Psychic Making Global anyway. If you brought that... Maker, spin Down, uh, all that kind of shenanigans. Yeah, so, so it, yeah, I get it. So you, could, you would benefit your opponent because, you know, they can feel the character when they want, they can get an extra energy. Uh, but it was part of a, a process... Which meant that, yeah, okay, my, you know, I'll give me opponent an extra sidekick. I'll give me opponent the ability to get an extra energy. But those parts within this engine is going to mean that I'm rolling all my dice every turn yeah. with extra energy for bag burn if, if I do it right slash wrong, depending on what you're after. Yeah. Um, so it benefits me more. Yeah, and you're quite happy then. We'll make a sidekick with my with my collector global. That's fine. I mean, that's I'm willing to take that on the gym because when I feel my sidekick, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the further layer to that is that you you configure your team to make good use of the masks that you're generating with the Billy Club, and you know, which obviously then allow you to field another sidekick. So the whole thing, the whole cycle of it, ties together. Whereas I just I don't again. Uh, this is just instinct. This is just what my instincts are telling me right now. But I just feel like the communal state of the ramp is, you know, I'm thinking about Counter-Strike. That's, what's that? That's pay one generic global yeah. on a on a basic action. Um, uh, Dark Phoenix, yeah, okay, it's a bolt. But I feel like it's just super generically useful. So if you're if you're going for a big bit of ramp with a Mr. Sinister global and a Dark Phoenix global, so create a sidekick, prep a sidekick, then KO that sidekick the following turn using the Dark Phoenix Global. Well, that whole engine you've just brought for you and your opponent to use. And they just, you know, you're not configuring your team to make sure I've got the bolts when I need them. Or, you know, it's not the synergy of all that's there. You just roll a bolt and kill the sidekick. 
So, yeah, there's something. And it's the same in the basic action space as well. Like the stuff that's caught my eye for RAMP, like investigative journalism and uh, Daily Planet, the basic actions, they're just there for anyone to buy. Now, you you may well, again, configure your team to make better use of that, but how are you going to buy a Daily Planet or an investigative journalism for cheap? With the global, isn't it? Yeah, Thor or Dark Phoenix, which your opponent can do as well. So there's, there's I don't know, uh, am I wrong? Are my instincts random? I, f- I think you've got a fair point. I also think that you, you've also got a massive issue when people use your globals. Um, <laughs> you really don't like it. Um because you, you feel like you're you're handing them uh, a benefit. Well, yeah, which is all, which all ties to this this very point, doesn't it? In the sense of because the frustration there is that, and again, I kind of sort of repeat myself to something I said with Rob yesterday, um, is that I'm not very good at setting myself up to make sure my globals benefit me more than my opponent. You know, that's a skill area that I've struggled with in the game. So the the frustration is more with self. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, no. Hey, passion about passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, sure. But it is it's frustration with self because it's not a nut that I've particularly been able to crack. I found it difficult. Uh, but there, there was another point, sorry, that I wanted to make before about the, the, the self-owned stuff that's available now. The self-owned stuff isn't as uh, significant. So I was saying like Mimic as a self-owned piece. You can get big ramp off that. You got you can get some stuff going. Yeah. But uh, a beast that preps you a dice when you attack, I mean, it's, it's helpful. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, but it's not quite the same, is it? Or a, a Lois Lane that preps a die when she's, I think she's when fielded. Or uh, Proxima Midnight, you know, the whole thing. KO a dice you control. Um, to get your next one for two less. But she's yeah. got a fielding cost of one all the way across, so it's how much is that actually helping or not helping, you know what I mean? Gambit, um, ace in the hole. Yeah, sure. You got. I mean, he's got a fielding cost of two on his level three, and you have to then ask yourself, how much help is he giving me? Hmm. Or uh, there was one I was looking at the other day, uh, draw and roll two dice. What was it? It was an Energize, I think. Oh. One sec, I've got the team builder open. I should have got it ready beforehand, and now I've moved away from the mic to use the uh, keyboard. It was like energize, draw and two, roll two dice. That's not too bad, but then energize is a bit flaky, isn't it? Uh, yes, that's what I was going to go and say. It's a bit flaky, and as the purchase cost of the character that does it is super high. So, you know, you need some ramp to buy the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, Jonathan Kent, Noble Values, Energize, draw and roll two dice. He's a six-cost shield. Amazing. Yeah. So you're just like, well, I mean, I can see some use in that, obviously, but by the time I've bought a six-cost dice, I've probably used two Dark Phoenix Globals on a sidekick to get there. I may as well have just bought a cable, you know what I mean? Or whatever else I'm playing around with. So or a Thor or something, you know. So there was a bit of, um, you know, there's a bit of that going on where it's either the benefit, the the personally owned ramp is quite low, or the the cost to value ratio is imbalanced. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, I mean, Dark Phoenix for me, is, the global is just, it wears blue eyes, white dragon, and, and, but what you've got is um, of the availability on all of the rarities just means that it's going to be everywhere. 
it's, it is a super strong global. Uh, I can't envision taking a team without it. No, well, I mean, that's why I said to Rob, um, and that's why I asked uh, next episode's guests, you know, do you need to bring the, those globals yourself? Is it is it so... Oh, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, more guests coming next episode. Um, <laughs> is so prevalent that could you almost guarantee, you know what I mean, that the Dark Phoenix Global's there for you? I mean, I suppose if you're playing like a, I don't know, like a Batman, a rare Batman team, and you definitely need to be certain you KO in your dice, then sure, bring it along yourself. But if it's a nice to have bit of ramp, I might be inclined to go, meh, whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, in a competitive tournament, in a five or six round event, I'm going to see it at least four or five times. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I can't think, I haven't found much. I mean, there's Rush, isn't there? Um, so Rocket Raccoon, Groot, Gamora. Um, Never with- ever got my head around that. No, I mean it's not particular. It's not as complicated as it looks on the surface. Sometimes I think the problem there is is that comparable to so you were talking about the Mimic engine that you were a big yeah. fan of back in the day. It's there's kind of more you can do with that. You know, it gets you the big ramp, but you really you just need a mimic in the field, and then if you structure the team right, the fielding of the sidekicks will benefit you somehow. And you know, you can play, you can expand upon that ramp engine to benefit a win condition. Whether you want to attack, whether you want to do direct damage, whether you want to do stuff by KOing stuff, whatever, it helps. You can make it work. Whereas the rush is sort of once you've done the rush, you're kind of a bit like, well, I've got a rocket raccoon and a Groot now that have no connection or relevance to the remainder of the team <laughs> other than giving me that epic third turn that I was going for or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we should play around with that a bit, see what it's like, Rush. Well, well uh, I, I may have a Rush card on tonight's team. Oh, well, let's see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then I was thinking about the Swarmers. So the Swarmers currently in the meta are like, what, three cost? I think three cost Parademon. Yeah, and uh, uh, Kang. Kang. Yeah, which was really good when Asuka was around. Sure, uh, but now is is not as good. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't have an answer. I've got no solutions really. Uh, it's just a point of debate. But you know, you heard me mention it in passing, and I think you know I've been grumbling about it for a little while anyway. So there you go, listeners. Ramp is super communal. I can't get my head around it. It is, isn't it? It's like, I don't know, they've, they've always been very sparing when it comes to ramp options, certainly like real big juicy ones like the Mimic Ramp or PXG or... Um, yeah, like a, a kobold swarm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they're sparing, and I don't know if that's in, intentional. Um, like, what would happen? Would it, would it break the game if suddenly there's like three or four different options per set where you can smash through all of your dice and get them ready to roll again? Uh, how would that, you know, how would it, would it break the game? I don't think so. I think it would make it like super more kind of handfuls of dice and roll scads and scads of mm-hmm. dice, um, uh, to be rolled. I quite like it. Like, I've always tried to veer towards that option if there is one. Because uh, that's how I like to play, uh, but um, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there'll be like there's that got... nugget, that uncommon Willy Wonka or whatever that everyone skipped over that someone will put on a team and be like, "Whoa, okay, Should've yeah, read that better." 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll see. US Nationals coming up. Worlds is coming up. That's a kind of breeding ground for... Well, it's my hope that that's a breeding ground for some sort of brewing innovation, that there's some people quietly whittling away at some stuff uh, who perhaps aren't quite as active on Dice Master Socials, for example, but have, have perhaps come up with something. Uh, my worry is that the impact on the meta will be... I don't know how to articulate this. Like, like every game will just be a big old global rush to get up to your six or seven purchase, buy your six or seven purchase, and then smash face. Uh, and I'd be very curious to see if that then means that the weighting towards who goes first and who goes second, whether that's going to be impactful now. You know, who gets to have first grabs on a Sinister Global, Dark Phoenix Global combo or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that mean whoever gets first turn is assured to win because they'll be the first person to get Master Mold, Thor, Cable, Shazam, Batman, Colossus, whatever, out in the field. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair. Fair. Which is my concern. But as you rightfully observe, we've we've been surprised pleasantly in the past, and I do hope that is the case again this year. Uh, well, we ended up with more questions than answers there. Well, that's true, yeah. And, of course, we would love to hear your thoughts. In fact, we're going to actively encourage it. Please do um, send in your thoughts on this because we'd like to do a follow-up. Are my instincts right? Are my instincts wrong? Uh, uh, is there a kind of personally owned piece of ramp that we've overlooked or missed or not clocked that you'd like to point us in the direction of? Are you all just keeping really quiet because you don't want to reveal what kind of magic ramp secrets you've developed for your nationals, US nationals and uh, world nationals teams? I think that might well be the case. That could possibly be the case. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Or am I just, is the measure of it, have I just got the measure of it wrong? Am I just uh, nostalgically recalling the halcyon days of, Chewingers and Atlantis and Mimic, you know, kobolds and goblin swarm. PXG. Yeah, well, I mean, PXG is an example of it being generically useful, though, isn't it? Um, yeah. To some well, degree, although, although you would have to structure around your kind of mask need quite a bit. Yeah, I, I found that. Where, you, where you're rolling so many dice, you just kind of got the masks. It was... Harder mm. not to roll the masks than it was to roll them. Right, we'll wrap that one up there because I think that's getting long. But uh, there we go, folks. So please do get in touch. You can uh, drop us a line on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com uh, forward slash the Ministry of Dice. Ping us a direct message. Go find us on Discord. Uh, there'll be a link to join our Discord server down in the show notes below. Tweet us, email us through the website britroller6.com loads of ways to get in touch uh, please do we'd love to hear your thoughts on ramp in the modern meta yeah we would yeah sure all right well should we take this thing to to the end game and bring it to a close let's do it well there we go then folks as all good things must this episode of the ministry of dice has come to an end we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it and we did. It's a good one this round, this wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That Rob, he's a top bloke. Make sure you go check out Dice Station Zebra on the YouTubes and their Twitch. Find out uh, what they're all about. Yeah, and uh, please do get in touch and let me know about the rampy stuff. We'll certainly revisit this or have a closer look at the team lists and whatnot after Worlds and US Nationals have taken place. I'll be looking for those ramp cards, see how people have ramped. 
Uh, speaking of which, we've got an episode. Our next episode is due out uh, literally the Monday before the world stuff kicks off. Um, yeah, so that will be our little kind of pre-worlds. I was going to say special, but uh, there's warm-up. Warm-up. There you go. Yeah, so we'll be talking. Uh, the entire episode will be focused uh, on talking about the upcoming events at World. So please do come back and join us for that. Otherwise, I don't think there's much else going on, is there? No, but that's quite a lot. Yeah, so that'll do for today. So thanks for coming along and listening, folks. I've been Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. No, 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 Notorious. (laughs) See you later, folks. Bye, 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 bye. Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 131 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about... Blah, 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 blah. Let me start again. Podcast. I want to be a part of that. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. We're talking all things pies, mash, chips, <laughs> gravy, or curry sauce. <laughs> Do you know what? It's been f- ages since I tripped up over the... Uh, I know, right? Over the intro. <laughs> it's good to know you're human. Yeah, let me have another swing at it. Five seconds of silence, starting now.